Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. A new week begins here on Football Full Circle all across the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Alongside the mastermind of the pigskin, that is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi, are you ready? Because we have arrived. It is officially game week, the first of the 2022 college football season. Week zero is just five days away where the focus will be on Dublin. It'll be in Hawaii. It'll be all across the board as a new college football season begins. We made it. I always say that the college football offseason is like climbing Mount Everest. It takes that long. You need – it's a battle of attrition, Ben, to get to week zero. But it's here, baby. Game week, like you mentioned, that game against Northwestern and Nebraska, 12-and-a-half-point favorite for the Cornhuskers. Casey Thompson at the helm. We'll see if Scott Frost could step up or if, in fact, Patty Fitz and the Northwestern Wildcats strike the upset. Doesn't get better than this, baby. It's not Notre Dame in Ireland in this Dublin debut at Aviva Stadium, but something feels right. Maybe there's some kind of cosmic spirit in the air to have a football game played in Dublin coached by a name by a man named Patrick William Fitzgerald Jr. That would be Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach of the Northwestern Wildcats. And Lisi, all offseason, I mean all offseason, when these early lines became available way back in May, since that point, the line has only worked in favor of of Nebraska. It opened around nine, nine and a half points in favor of the Cornhuskers. That line on the first day of this official game week is now 12 and a half points in favor of Nebraska. Is that spread too big, Joe? Well, I think for a week one matchup, it's a little bit too big when you have a lot of moving parts, right? New starting quarterback, new offensive coordinator, and a lot of pressure on Scott Frost to step up and get this team to 500. Let's not forget that they won this ball game last year in Lincoln, 56-7, yep. and put up a 426 rushing yard performance on that yep. front seven for Northwestern. But it is a week one or week zero type of game. You're giving Pat Fitzgerald basically five or six months of preparation to understand and what he could possibly do to be and have his team in this ball game. So for me, from the gambling aspect, I always like taking that many points, especially on the fact that it's on a neutral field. There could be a lot of problems or issues for Nebraska should they fall behind early and often in this matchup. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm leaning to Northwestern with the points in this ballgame, Ben. 
I really do not like the spread and or the total right now. I'm trying to circulate my best bet for what that game will be between Nebraska and Northwestern, and I still am not entirely sure, Lisey, which way I am leading based on the total or that spread. What I will say, to echo Joe's point, 56-7 last year, Nebraska absolutely routing Northwestern, but that game was in Lincoln, inside Memorial Stadium, under the night, under the lights on a Saturday. The spread actually was very very similar. It was 11 points in favor of Nebraska with an over-under that stood at 51.5. Of course, the spread now is 12.5 in favor of the Huskers with a total at 50 in a hook. Maybe it's a low-scoring affair because it's the start of the season in a weird area in Dublin and we don't see all that offensive firepower we saw for Nebraska putting up 56 big ones against Northwestern a season ago or maybe that Wildcats defense that took a huge step back last year without Mike Hankwitz there as the defensive coordinator under Pat Fitzgerald for the first time in a very long time in Evanston. Maybe that rears its ugly head again. Nebraska was a favorite in that game, Joe. One of the few times the Huskers covered as a favorite last year, just 3-4 and four against the spread when booked as a favorite a season ago. I will make one final point, Joe, about Nebraska starting off this season. Last year in 2021, due to COVID-19 restrictions, Nebraska's season opener was supposed to be in Dublin against Illinois, but based on those COVID guidelines, the game had to be moved to Champaign. So Nebraska was a seven and a half point road favorite in Champaign, Joe, for a game that was initially scheduled for that neutral site in Aviva Stadium in Dublin. And the Huskers went out there as more than a touchdown favorite and lost that game outright by eight. So that's what we know about Nebraska sometimes with expectation. We have made the joke often. If Scott Frost is unable to at least win outright against the Wildcats, he might be looking for a new line of work in a different country, Lisey. Yeah, then that's why this week one game is so critical for them because if they do fall behind, let's say it's a 10-point lead for Northwestern. What happens on the sidelines in terms of that coaching staff? There's a lot of assistant coaches that are new. Is there pressure then all of a sudden that's put on the kids to perform and step up with all eyes on the Nebraska Cornhuskers? That's why in terms of the gambling aspect, it's up from 8.5 all the way up to 12.5. I like taking the points and then maybe from an in-game perspective – you know, adjusting should Nebraska fall behind, or you could take it in the approach of taking Northwestern because it is on a neutral field, not understanding how the crowd could affect the audibles or the acoustics. It's a new field. You got to get used to the footing, right? Everything is taken into account. Maybe you take Northwestern in terms of a first half play against Nebraska because it is a new scheme with Casey Thompson and Mark Whipple. And let's not forget, Kenny Pickett in year two struggled with Mark Whipple at the helm. It's a great point of all the angles of attack. It's not the only game on Saturday, four week zero. Wyoming, Illinois, the Illini, a 10.5 point favorite. The Utah State Aggies at home against Connecticut. That would be UConn. The Aggies, nearly a four touchdown favorite, laying 27.5. And, and of course, the nightcap that we'll all be paying attention to off the mainland in the Hawaiian Islands. Hawaii and Vandy. The Doors, a 7.5 point favorite. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back on FFC. It is week zero of the college football season, and it is officially game week. We'll talk more CFB later on in the show. But, Joe, it's also the ending of week number two of the NFL preseason. We have some news coming down the wire just in the last couple of minutes out of the National Football League. Baker Mayfield, officially here, Joe, has been named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. It's not necessarily a surprise, Lisi. But it is official. Baker Mayfield will start week number one for Carolina in its season opener at home against who else? Of course, his former team in the Cleveland Browns. Baker gets the start for Carolina, Joe. Yeah, now they're one-and-a-half-point favorites right now on FanDuel at minus 110 either way. Uh, they inch up a little bit more because of Baker Mayfield. We saw uh, Matt Corral go down with the Liz Frank injury against New England, yep. so there isn't a lot of depth behind Sam Darnold. So it's Baker Mayfield's team. You did not deal and lure Baker Mayfield to Carolina to have him sit on the bench, especially week one against his former team, the Cleveland Browns, when you know he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. So mm-hmm. this is it. Matt Rule, we, we talked about it no more Genovera he's got to get this team to at least seven or eight wins or he's on the outside looking in for a coaching job in terms of the NFL so he went with the veteran he tried to do that last year with Sam Darnold it did not work out with a different landscape hopefully Baker can elevate this team to the next level I think he will but I will say this their success hinges critically on the success and and health of Christian McCaffrey's if he's not in that lineup yep. for at least 10 to 12 games it's going to be very difficult for them to get over that five and a half or even seven that I picked uh, for the Carolina Panthers this year Baker Mayfield did not play in the week two preseason game on Friday evening on the road in Foxborough against the New England Patriots. The Patriots won that game 20-10. to Baker Mayfield's only preseason action up until this point, week number one, he got the start against the Commanders, was 4 of 7 for 45 yards. Lisi, it will be so fascinating not only to see that opener against the former foe in the Cleveland Browns, who of course spurned Baker, who they drafted number one overall in the 2018 
NFL draft in favor of Deshaun Watson, who was suspended for the first 11 games of this season, will not be available for Cleveland by any stretch of the imagination on the road in Carolina for that opener. That will have all the storylines that we only need already, Joe, but also for Carolina the rest of the way this year. What does success look like for Baker Mayfield with the Panthers? That six-and-a-half win total, Lisi, has the juice on the under at minus 125 to the six-and-a-half win total. There is that indication from the sports books that the Panthers might be a 6-11 and football team this year. Is that good enough for Matt Rule to stay around for year number three? Is that good enough by all relative expectation for the Baker Mayfield bump that can be expected in Carolina? So, Lisi, I think it's blending in that level of expectation for year one of Baker Mayfield in the Panthers uniform. Yeah, I think they have to be in contention for a wild card spot at the end of November and December. I think that's really what it comes down to if we're judging the success of Matt Rule. You know, getting to five or six wins in terms of that type of progression, it's gradual. That's too gradual to lure Matt Rule, right? And when you yeah. when you took him over, you thought he would lead this team back to the promised land from where Ron Rivera had it back with Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, right? That's why you had Matt Rule at the helm, took Baylor to a Big 12 championship really rejuvenated that program after our Riles. Right. That was the hope in luring Matt Rule to Carolina, not to get them to just six or seven wins and, and surpass the Vegas total. It's to get this team to a trajectory to the playoffs. And if Baker Mayfield is the guy, he'll have them in contention. We need to see that. You know, He rolled the dice with Teddy Bridgewater. Didn't work in year one. Now that was a rough go because it was the first year you got to weed out the players. Which uh, player fits offensively and defensively, but in year two with Sam Darnold, they started 3-0 and and fell off a cliff. That cannot happen this year. Otherwise, he right. won't be there. So I think it's wild card contention. Get over the win total and if they get to 8 or 9, 9-8 and eight and they miss the playoffs, that's good enough for him to keep his job. Started a perfect 3-0. Had one of the best scoring defense is in the league through those first three weeks. And Christian McCaffrey got the start in all three of those games, but was injured in their third win to start the year, Joe, on that Thursday night football game for Carolina. They lost then the rest of the way, 11, or excuse me, 12 of their last 14 games and finished, Joe, against the spread as an underdog a season ago, 3-7 ATS, the second worst cover percentage in the league booked as an underdog only the Bears at three and ten against the spread as an underdog were worse a season ago a one and a half point favorite now is Carolina for that week one opener against the Browns at home they are plus 410 Lisey like you mentioned to make the postseason tied alongside both the Lions and the Bears for the third longest odds to make the NFC playoff picture we focus on the NFC South now, Lisey, because for the last 11 days or so, we have not seen Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an excused absence from camp to deal with personal matters. Tom Brady has returned, though, to the Bucks facility and is on the practice field today. Lisey, are you reading anything more into this? Are you concerned at all for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for any reason based on Brady's absence during camp? Or, of course, Tom gets the benefit of the doubt entering his 23rd year in the NFL. 
No, I do read into it, and I think you look at you know just his his action this year re- to retire, then unretire, then to come back and and be available for preseason, and then to miss a period of time. Yeah, it's concerning. You know, we're we're always concerned about the mental aspect, especially when it comes to our leaders in terms of the quarterbacks, right? Once that that um, mental aspect is they don't have the edge anymore, they don't have that competitive drive, or they're not dialed in a hundred percent that's always a cause of concern even for a veteran quarterback and a Super Bowl winner like Tom Brady if he's dealing with personal issues let's say with his family with Giselle and there is let's say rumblings that can definitely affect his performance in terms of play on the field it just can because you're dealing with children you're dealing with a wife you're dealing with family situations so I don't want to jump the gun but if I had to look into this objectively and say okay can it creep its head into the regular season and can this be a detriment or deterrent to this team moving forward to potentially being a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I would say it would be. You know, Tom Brady's as good as anybody, but it might be the first time he's dealing with this in his career, and you don't know how he's going to handle that. So I, I would say, yeah, you know, uh, proceed a caution in terms of the Tampa Bay Bucks in, in terms of long-term view. Right now, from the betting perspective, the Bucks are still the favorites to win the NFC Championship at plus 340, over a dollar and a half ahead of both the Packers and the Rams, who are tied for the second-best price to win an NFC crown this season. And the reason the Buccaneers are so heavily favored, as the favorites, I should say, to win the NFC title as of right now is because the path, it seems, for Tampa Bay is the easiest in the conference, the easiest really in all of the National Football League. Baker Mayfield, the starting quarterback now for the Carolina Panthers, but the under of a six and a half win total for the Panthers has the juice. Atlanta, who is in action tonight, Joe, to round out week two of the preseason, has the second lowest win total on the board on FanDuel at four and a half wins and the over a slight bit of juice, but again, one of the lowest win totals across the entire NFL. The NFC South is one of the weaker divisions in all of the league, and Tampa right now is heavily favored to win its second straight NFC South championship. Minus 270, Lisi, the best odds of any team to win any division. That's the path to an NFC championship, although I think you're fair to be a little bit wary of what might happen with the Bucs this year, so we'll have to monitor that situation. What we do know about Tom Brady 23rd year about to begin in the NFL. His 45th on this earth, and you think maybe at some point the guy has to slow down, right? Well, not based on his 44th year on this earth and his 22nd in the NFL last year in 2021. Led the NFL in attempts, completions, yards, and passing touchdowns. We'll come back on Football Full Circle with more NFL discussion up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back on Football Full Circle. FFC returns here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Week number two, Lisi, of the NFL preseason comes to a close tonight inside MetLife Stadium. The New York Jets, a two-and-a-half-point home underdog against the Atlanta Falcons to wrap up preseason week number two. A total, Lisi, that stands at 30 Eight and a half. Here's what we know entering tonight's game. It might be a little sloppy out in the greater New York City area right now. We have seen some storms and rain pass through already here today as we get ready for this game on this Monday evening. But of course, Joe, we will not see Zach Wilson injured in the Jets preseason opener last week against Philadelphia. Underwent successful surgery in Los Angeles early last week. There is still hope that Zach Wilson might potentially be back week number one when the Jets open up the season against the Ravens. So we should see a decent amount of Joe Flacco tonight, potentially. On the other side for the Falcons, Marcus Mariota, most likely the starter entering the season. But Desmond Ritter, Joe, in his first preseason game last week for the Falcons, led a comeback late against the Lions, threw for over 100 yards and two touchdowns and showed off the legs as well. So so we should expect to see a lot of Des Ritter, a lot of Joe Flacco potentially, maybe some Mike White as well, all leading up to Atlanta being a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets at home. I, I like Mike White in terms of the backup situation. I think he should be the starter while Zach Wilson's away. I know uh, you know the coaching staff likes Joe Flacco, but Mike White, to me, the former Western Kentucky standout with Jeff Rahm, he's a he's a gunslinger. You know, you do or die with him. I think he could get this team if he played four games to two and two. You know, in in the month of September. Let's not forget, dueled and now dueled uh, Joe Burrow as an 11 and a half point dog, putting up 400 last year. Then he struggled yep. in the second start, but I still think he's got better upside than Joe Flacco, especially if we're looking for second second tier and second team. So I'm going to go with the New York Jets. I will go with the under. I think that if they do start yep. Joe Flacco, I don't think they're going to open up the playbook. As bad as Atlanta's defense is, I just think it's more of a vanilla type of situation. You don't want to expose any more players. There's bad weather out there, maybe potential rain. It's, it's still a little cool. So from that aspect, if we're talking Jets, I think we go to the under in this ball game. Now, Atlanta, I think they take a different approach maybe with Des Ritter. You want to try and get him as much work as possible, get him ready maybe in terms of a relief role should Mariota you know, not pan out in the first month or month and a half of the season. So, I could see Atlanta maybe you know, trying to push the push the tempo, but I think this game's an under. Total's 38 and a half. I'm going to go under and I'll take the, a shot with the Jets at home, plus 125 on the money line. 
When you look at what both teams did, Joe, in their preseason opener, with how strong the overtrends were through the Hall of Fame game and week number one, the Falcons scored 27 points. Their game against the Lions went well over a total. The Jets scored 24. Their game against the Eagles going over as well. Marcus Mariota last week in the Falcons preseason opener, only one possession, two of two for 30-plus yards through the air. Then the rest of the game was Desmond Ritter, the New York Jets, again, 24-21, the victory in their week one preseason game. But I would agree, Lisi, I think it's an underplay tonight because of the weather, maybe a little stormy, a little sloppy. That would keep things a little bit more low scoring potentially. And then you would also think, Lisi, like they don't need to see necessarily what Joe Flacco has. They know what the longtime veteran has entering this season. They want to see what their young running backs can do. Michael Carter, Brees Hall, who they drafted early on in the second round. Maybe we see a lot of the ground game this evening at MetLife Stadium. We shall see. Again, Atlanta, a two-and-a-half-point favorite right now on the road, a total that currently sits at 38-and-a-half. Lisey, here's one thing we can always know about preseason NFL football. Week two, week one does not matter. The Baltimore Ravens are going to win a football game. That's what Baltimore did last night on the road in the desert against the Arizona Cardinals. Booked as a five and a half, six point pregame favorite. The Ravens cover that number. They win 24-17 in Arizona for their 22nd straight Lisi NFL preseason victory. It is already a record in the National Football League and the Ravens just keep adding to that number. 22 consecutive wins in preseason football. Yeah, they're 20 and 2, right? Uh, against the number, that's their num- their record ATS now. I think that's what it is, 20 and 2. So it's incredible in, in terms of when you think about their run that they've had. I will say this, backup quarterbacks, to, you know, Huntley is as good as anybody that's out there. I mean, yep. I actually think that the passing attack is a little more consistent when Huntley is in there for Lamar Jackson than when Lamar is out there, you know. And that's not a knock on Lamar. He's more explosive. I get that. But Huntley is just a confident quarterback and the backups understand their role in terms of the situation and that's the biggest thing now right now when you look at you know Baltimore as a whole and I'll say this about John Harbaugh preseason or not he's getting the team used to winning you know I hate coaches that say preseason doesn't matter it does matter for the younger players when losing is contagious when you start just laying up and winning is non-essential especially in the preseason it has a tendency to creep into the regular season So that's why he's dialed in. Every level of player understands the streak that's on the line, and they're buying in. They're giving it 100%. And you know what? It's a fantastic effort by this crew right now. And John Harbaugh is a great head coach. And I'll I'll tell you this. You know, if if Lamar can take the next step, they're going to be dangerous. But I'm still buying into Cincinnati right now. But I'll tell you this. It's amazing because I believe Tyler Huntley can be a starter Mm. in the NFL, not just a backup behind Lamar. And we saw Tyler Huntley play a lot in regular season action last year when Lamar Jackson was injured. It's an offense that looks very similar for the Baltimore Ravens in terms of what both quarterbacks can do. And Tyler Huntley has been sensational yet again this preseason as he was last year for the Baltimore Ravens. Joe, so far, 29 of 32. That's a 91% completion percentage, 238 passing yards, two touchdowns, not a single interception. And last night, 13 of 14 for 129 yards in a touchdown against the Cardinals. 
John Harbaugh, during his tenure as a head coach in Baltimore, is 44-10 straight up in the preseason. They are 39-15 against the number. And on this 22-game preseason win streak, Lisa, the Baltimore Ravens are 19-2-1 against the spread. The books know it. They had the Ravens booked as a six, six-and-a-half-point favorite, and Baltimore still covers, winning by a touchdown. That is how good the Ravens are. And, Joe, to further your point about winning, cultures breeds winning that's what Tyler Huntley said heading into this game that is what we do in Baltimore that is what the Ravens organization is it does not matter what time of year it is we are going to go out there and try our darndest to win a football game and that's what the Ravens seem to have done continuously now for 22 straight contests in the NFL preseason at least he brings the point up next, right? As we look at teams in the preseason, use our sample size, what our eyes are telling us, and then try to forecast it out for the regular season. The Ravens are the favorites to win the AFC North, a couple 25 cents ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Ravens have the highest win total in that division at 10.5. The under has a slight bit more juice at minus 120. Now, Lisey, we both believe there's value on Cincy to win the AFC North once again. This idea that the Bengals outperformed even the highest expectations last year and have to come back down to earth, yada, yada, yada. We both believe are quite overblown, but I do expect Baltimore to be a lot better than it was a season ago, dealing with so many significant injuries, not just quarterback Lamar Jackson, but pretty much their entire defensive secondary was wiped out, and it led to an 8-9 and nine record. Baltimore is not going to win just eight games yet again. I expect them to be in contention for this divisional championship, and I expect Baltimore to be a playoff team once again. Yeah, they're going to be there. Now, whether they crack through or not remains to be seen. I think they're definitely fighting for a wild card. I'm not backing down in terms of I'm sticking to my guns in terms of Cincinnati. And I love Lamar Jackson. I love him more than anybody. Loved him when he came out in college and thought he was the most polished or the best quarterback in terms of upside, better than Maker Mayfield. But that being said, I still give the inside edge to Cincinnati. I think the concerns in terms of the defense are adequate. I think the secondary will be improved. But I don't know if they're going to be lights out like a lot of people think. And here's the other thing, too, I think we have to keep an eye out on. You know, they are fantastic when they're able to dictate tempo and run the football consistently. It's when they fall behind that you have concerns about Lamar leading this team, not becoming one-dimensional, especially in critical third downs. If they can be more consistent on third downs with Lamar Jackson, yes, they have a shot, but I can't, I'm not buying into them right right here, right now. I might reassess maybe mid-October if I see them play differently, but just based off the preseason, I can't make that adjustment just yet. We'll see how it plays out. They're going right. to be there, but I'm still going with Cincinnati as being the most complete team offensively and, and still defensively at this point in the season. I agree with you. Joe Burrow back at training camp after undergoing appendix surgery earlier this offseason and the training camp camp portion having appendicitis. Yesterday, Lisi, it was those Bengals on the road in MetLife against the New York Giants. It was a game that a lot of people paid attention to in the preseason because of what was perceived to maybe be a dirty hit on the Giants' first round draft pick at number five overall, Kayvon Thibodeau. A pooling tight end went low on Thibodeau. It went right into his knee. Thibodeau was on the ground for quite some time. The cart was called out. He waved it off. He seemed to be in significant pain, but after the game, told reporters he feels just fine. Lisi, I'm sure you saw this play. Did you think it was dirty? 
It, you know, the fact that Thibodeau leaned in and they clipped the, the, the knee, I, yeah, I understand why people are upset, but it, it, it's a legal football play. And I know defensive right. players don't like cutting, but you got to let it go. It's football, man. Brian Dable said much of the same after the game as well. It's a play that his Giants offense tries to utilize. A bad look, a bad play, but thankfully nothing seems all that serious in terms of the injury component as of right now. We'll continue going around the NFL preseason up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Yes, you are. Football Full Circle rolls on here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Lisi, as soon as we went to break, and the final thing we discussed was Kayvon Thibodeau taking a tough block last night down near the knee, was on the ground for a while, led to the Twitter sports debate of was it a dirty hit, was it illegal, or was it in the way of just a football play? Well, we got some news immediately after us going to break. It is an MCL sprain for Kayvon Thibodeau who told reporters after the game he felt just fine, but initial tests revealed that Giants defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau suffered a sprained MCL that is expected to sideline him around three weeks, but his ACL and his meniscus are intact. They look okay. The Giants are hopeful that Thibodeau can be back for that week one opener for the New York Giants. So that is where things stand for New York and Kayvon Thibodeau at the moment, Lisi. And when we look at the odds, specifically on the individual in Kayvon Thibodeau, he was the co-betting favorite to win NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year alongside fellow edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson just a few weeks ago earlier this preseason. Now it's Hutch by himself at plus 600, a dollar in front of Thibodeau, who is to 7-1, Trayvon Walker, the first overall pick, is 10 to 1, as is Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, currently playing for the Baltimore Ravens. He is also 10 to 1. Maybe it's that hard knocks bump, Lisi, that has Aiden Hutchinson ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau, or maybe this injury news moved the market back just a tad. 
Yeah, we know about the history of Kayvon Thibodeau, right? Didn't play against Ohio State in that victory over the Buckeyes on the road. Struggled in and out of the years over the past couple of seasons. So when he has an injury, especially a knee, you have to take the worst case scenario. If they say three weeks, more like maybe five or six just to play safe. You're not going to roll out your, your number one draft pick on just, you know, 90%. There's no rush, right? He has the rest of his future to play football for the New York Giants. So you better be safe than sorry. And to your point about Aiden Hutchinson, he is getting the love right now, right? He's singing Billy Jean in terms of the locker room. Everybody knows yep. Aiden Hutchinson. So that public perception of the now with hard knocks, a lot of money may be coming in. We also saw in the Detroit Lions total, game totals, and obviously now Aiden Hutchinson. I will say this. If we are looking for value, you got to look in terms of Philadelphia with two players from Georgia, Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis at both 16-1. to 1. Respectively, we saw Micah Parker just tear up the NFL and the NFC East. N'Kobe Dean is that type of player as well. If he's 100% healthy along with his teammate Jordan Davis, I think they pose the best value because I think Davis is hands down the best defensive player in this draft. And you know what? N'Kobe Dean is always, always around the football. So that warrants votes as well. Jordan Davis has done some very impressive things so far throughout training camp for the Philadelphia Eagles. He is the biggest individual I have ever laid eyes on. I expect him to be a force inside the defensive line for the Eagles for many years to come. By the way, the Giants, a five-and-a-half-point road underdog in Nashville against the Titans to start off week number one of their 2022 regular season. So Thibodeau, the second-best price to win defensive rookie of the year. Lisi, as we go around week two, of the NFL preseason, recapping the weekend that was, it was the offensive rookie of the year favorite in Kenny Pickett, who is nine to one to win that award. Shine once again in preseason action for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett in that preseason game for the Steelers against the Jaguars was the second quarterback up. Mitchell Trubisky got the start, had the opening three series for Pittsburgh, five of eight for sixty yards, and then Kenny Pickett played another gem, six of seven, seventy six yards, a touchdown. So far, Lisi, throughout this preseason, Kenny Pickett is 19 of 22 for over 170 yards through the air and three passing touchdowns. He has looked very impressive so far in the early going of his career. Yeah, he has. Again, I think he's playing very well, and they're they're slowly acclimating him, you know, in terms of getting reps. But expecting him to start week one, I still think it's Trubisky. You know, Trubisky, yep. five of eight for 60 yards, did nothing to really lose that job, shows control. He's the guy that you brought over to take over for Ben to maybe potentially be that bridge gap quarterback. But, you know, if he does fail, and we said maybe a four or five game window, three and two, one and four, if he's one and four, then maybe... Maybe he could roll the dice with Kenny Pickett in that capacity, getting a, a charge or rejuvenation in terms of the offense. But right here, yep. right now, again, there's no rush to rush in Kenny Pickett. You want to see what Trubisky could do, whether he has the potential to lead your team in terms of a, a playoff appearance, double up what they did last year in getting there against Kansas City. And then, again, if Kenny Pickett does progress and he, you feel like he's ready from a, a preparation standpoint, because it's one thing to back up and play against second and third teams. It's another thing to start week one when everything and all hell breaks loose, right? Preparation, reading coverage. They're going to go through some sort of growing pains. Does Mike Tomlin do that week one? I don't think so. I think it's a two or a three or even a four-game window before he makes that assessment. 
The Steelers, a six and a half point underdog against Cincy that opening Sunday of the NFL season. In fact, really, all three QBs have been pretty sharp so far in the preseason for the Steelers. Mason Rudolph got the entirety of the second half on Saturday for Pittsburgh against Jacksonville. Was 17 of 21, 127 yards, and a touchdown. On the other side, Trevor Lawrence played the entire first half for Jacksonville, 14 of 21, 133 yards. Yet the Jags, Lisi, 0 and 3 so far this preseason, including that Hall of Fame game, also 0 and 3 against the spread. Pittsburgh won outright as a three point underdog. It'll be interesting for Jacksonville moving forward because there is optimism under new head coach Doug Peterson with Trevor Lawrence about to embark on his second year in the NFL and the throws look very crisp for Trevor Lawrence so far throughout this preseason but you expect the young teams that are trying to have that competition all along the depth chart all along that roster to see who's going to make the final 53 man to maybe be a little bit better in the preseason winless so far for Jacksonville. I don't think it's overly concerning at the moment. Lisi, as we continue to talk about week number one now of the regular season in the National Football League with the news today that Baker Mayfield has been named the official starter at QB for Carolina. Of course, the Panthers host Baker's former team in the Browns. The Panthers a one and a half point favorite for week number one of the regular season. It is not the only revenge spot we are going to see. That first Monday night of the year, about three weeks from right now, Lisi, on the road to the Pacific Northwest, Russell Wilson returns to take on his former team in the Seattle Seahawks. And now Russ wears a Broncos uniform. Denver, a five and a half point favorite on the road against Seattle. Denver, though, Lisi, on the road in Baltimore, or in Buffalo, excuse me, this weekend got absolutely trounced by the Bills. Buffalo won 42 to 15, the most points we have seen scored yet this preseason. And it started with Josh Allen out there on his first drive, leading the Bills to a touchdown to cap off his only possession of his preseason action in week number two. Yeah, and, and that's what they did the last year. I forget who it was. It might have been against Chicago, uh, but Josh Allen did the same thing last year in, Mop- in preseason. Came out, led his team on a drive, and then all of a sudden they pulled him for his backup at that particular time. Mitch Trubisky. Same same scenario. Right. Leads them down on terms of a scoring drive. They pull him, gives way to the backup Case Keenum, and it's just you know, system. Uh, all systems go. Buffalo is, right. to me, the most dominant team in the AFC right now. Offense and defense line play that's why they're the front runners right now in terms of winning uh, the AFC championship. You had a couple of guys step up in terms of Singletary with 39 yards on the ground and Raheem Blackshear, the former Rutgers and Virginia Tech uh, speedster that got some carries, yep. right? Average 11.6 yards per carry. But this goes back to, to Denver right now. You know, when you look at Russell Wilson, didn't play obviously. Brett Rippin, the Boise State quarterback, stepped up. Played well. 22-26 yeah. for a buck 91. But this comes down to what is the identity for Denver uh, moving forward this year? Are they going to be, uh, you know, more of a pass-happy offense now that it's dangerous as a team? You know, with Hackett at the helm, or are they going to be more balanced with Javante Williams in the rushing game and then working off a of play action? Because I really want to see this. I, this is going to be a, a reason whether Denver either challenges for the AFC West or if they're just pretenders. And I think they're pretenders. I'm not buying into them as a whole. I like certain players on this team. I like Judy, the loss of Noah Fant to me is going to be big, even though Albert O is there. He's a different type of player. Noah Fant is more athletic. You could utilize him in different sets. Albert O, I want to see if they get him involved in the offense this year as well. 
we'll see. Long-term view, I'm selling Denver this year, and I'm certainly selling them week one against a team I'm high on. I'm in the minority in terms of Seattle, so we'll see how that game plays out. I know you're taking the Hawks to cover at home as a five-and-a-half point underdog on the first Monday night football game of the 2022 NFL regular season. And, Lisey, we started off this segment talking about the Baltimore Ravens, 22 consecutive preseason victories, already adding on to a record they currently hold that they broke a long time ago on this long winning streak in this NFL preseason action. But the Buffalo Bills are also on a preseason winning streak. They have won five dating back over the past two years and under head coach Sean McDermott Buffalo now Lisi is 12 and 5 straight up against the spread Sean McDermott has a better than 70% cover percentage in the preseason again the books knew this we talked about it late last week Lisi Buffalo was booked as a six point home favorite against the Broncos for a preseason game anytime you see spreads for preseason at five five and a half six that's a pretty lofty side in a preseason line and Buffalo easily covered winning 42 to 15 so the bills they can circle the wagons for sure in the preseason we have seen that out of buffalo time and time again as we look around the rest of the national football league the las vegas raiders joe also playing in that hall of fame game a perfect three and oh so far this preseason they have played well under first year head coach josh mcdaniels and we have that final preseason game of week number two tonight once again between the jets and the falcons at MetLife Stadium, where right now the lines are locked on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but earlier this morning, two and a half points in favor of Atlanta with an over-under at 38 and a hook. Lisi, as we round up week two of the NFL preseason, is there anything else that we missed? Anything else that stood out to you that you think is a significant storyline moving forward? Well, I mean, the, the Cowboys, the way they dominated the Chargers, I don't know if you yep. watched that game, but Kevante Turpin, the big play speedster wide receiver out of TCU, could be the uh, Jakeem Grant type of player. Would he return yep. two kicks in terms of that ball game? I mean, just an he explosive did. playmaker. You talk about Jalen Rager a couple of years ago in Fort Worth. Turpin is that type of player as well. It just explodes. So keep an eye out for them. You know, keep an eye out for him in terms of how they utilize him because again. He's playing at home. We know about Tony Pollard. They like to utilize, have weapons at Dak Prescott's disposal. And when you have a a punt or kickoff returner that can flip the field like that, the way Devin Hester used to back in the day, that is a huge game changer for a team. So that's something to keep an eye out on in terms of that performance and maybe how he affects the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. A 98-yard kickoff return early on in the first quarter and then followed that up with an 86-yard punt return in the second quarter just before the half. The Chargers scored first. They were up 3-0. They kicked the ball off to Kevontae Turpin. And 12 seconds later, they're down 7-3. It is something to pay attention to. All three phases. That is what football coaches preach, and Joe Lisi wants to remind you of that as well. It was also good... I think we see for the Cowboys to only have eight penalties on Saturday against the Chargers. They had 17 of them in their preseason opener. Meanwhile, LA 0-2 winless so far this preseason. Brandon Staley doesn't care about the preseason. More football full circle up next on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Some quarterback news, not only in the NFL, but around college football, as it is officially game week of the first year, although it's uh, first week, I should say, but it's although it's week zero in college football. We round out football full circle with that discussion right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. Former Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer Joe has been named the starter at Liberty. We have rumblings out of UNC. Mac Brown has named starting quarterback Drake May, a red shirt freshman and the younger brother of UNC basketball standout of recent years, Luke May. We got some news this weekend, Joe. Haynes King, the starter for Texas A&M over Max Johnson. And although we speculated maybe Steve Sarkeesian was going with Hudson Card, that is actually going to be Quinn Ewers getting the start at quarterback for the Longhorns. One of the three perfectly rated quarterback recruits in the history of 24-7 sports. So big quarterback news, Lisey, all across the board. What is most significant to you? Well, I mean, the Haynes King one is significant in the sense of I believe the best quarterback on that staff is Max Johnson. 27 yep. touchdowns, six interceptions last year in B-Day and M, last regular season game. But Haynes King was the starter last year, struggled. He only had two touchdowns, three interceptions, completed around 59% of his passes. So if he struggles early and more importantly, September 17th against Miami, don't be shocked if Max Johnson is under center or in the shotgun for the Texas A&M Aggies. That's the first thing. Brewer, Great competitor, lost one game in high school as a starter. He led Baylor to a Big 12 championship. He's a gutty kid, couldn't get it done with Utah. He's not as athletic as, obviously, Malik Willis, but he is a gamer. So he's a gutty, blue-collar player. That offense might not be as lethal. So keep an eye out for that. And I'll say this about May. Big game for North Carolina and boom uh, against App State and Chase Price. That's not an easy ball game. 
No, it is not. And right now, UNC, a two-and-a-half point favorite against App State that first full Saturday of the college football season, September 3rd. But August 27th is week zero, and we're fired up here on Football Full Circle. Today's show has come to a close. The money line is up next on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.